Is that happening to you too? What? Yeah. What's going on? You're, you're spooky. Very spookily, you actually started to break up there, and it seemed like there was a ghost causing Ooh. Wi-Fi disturbance. Well, keep keep in, keep in mind, I'm in a spooky room right now. I know, dude. I'm getting chills. Right. Ah! Uh, oh god, I felt like something just touched the back of my head. It was a spider. There's seven spiders on you right now, but I won't tell you where they are. Don't don't tell me. Are they on my cock hole? Ah! Uh. Live from Cool Boys Central. Hold your dicks and rub your tits. We'll be ice cold. Here come the cool boys. Just the young boy. So cool. So cool. So cool. Oh, she's a good boy. I don't like this spooky room you're in. What, you, what the, where are you, it, where are you? It upsets me. Spooky. Oh, where did Ballard go? Yeah, you, it's too dark. And then there's a red light flashing. It's almost like you're at the end of Aliens looking for Newt. Yeah. What, what, what does she say? What does Newt always say? He goes, um, especially, or is it sometimes? They mostly come out at night. Are you serious? Yeah. Mostly. We better get back, because it'll be dark soon, and they mostly come at night. Mostly. We should be going. It'll be dark soon, and they mostly come at night. Mostly. I love when Cartman does it. They mostly come at night. Mostly. Yeah, well, that was a whole episode. I, that, it's not explained either. Cool. All right. Well, hey, Felk, what are you what are you drinking right there? It looked like a super cool drink. It's called a Diet Coke, but I do have a spooky uh, drink because what's spookier than knowing you might lose your house and all your property to a hurricane? It's not really, <laughs> it's not really Halloween that? related, but it's a, it's a hurricane. 25 full ounces. What is it, a malt liquor? Yep, high gravity. That means gravity will increase as I drink this. Category five is the world's most powerful uh, hurricane. Hurricane high <laughs> gravity brings you an equally bold experience. 8.1% alcohol by volume called the big one. And it's 25 fluid ounces. You get an extra fluid ounce at no additional cost. Not the big one. What caused you to buy that? What, uh, when, when, I want to know what point you were walking through the liquor store and you saw the hurricane. You said, I have to have that. I like malt liquor. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't look down upon it. I like the malty taste. I like malt. I like malt and chocolate. I like malt. Yeah, but I that's still not the answer, right? Because the answer to the question wouldn't be like, I just like malt liquor and I could have picked any malt liquor. The answer to the question would have to be like, why did you pick Hurricane? I wanted to show respect to the people of uh, Houston and Florida. That's exactly <clears> what <throat> I thought. Not Puerto Rico, huh? You white devil. Yeah, only white people live in Houston. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to Houston and I know that's true. That is and I not know true. that's true. <laughs> Factually inaccurate. No, it's uh, definitely not true. I, I have all, all the respect in the world for the people of Puerto Rico. See how I pronounce it? Overpronounce mm. their, their name? Mm -hmm. That's not condescending. Puerto Rico. Um, no, no, no. respect, but trust me, never date a woman from Puerto Rico. Why? I have from the Dominican Republic. That's pretty much the same thing. No, no, no. That's international <clears throat> waters, big guy. How'd that turn out? Oh. Compliment. Yeah, exactly. And never date a Puerto Rican man. No. <laughs> Same thing. Same thing. You know? Yeah. It's kind of like Felk's drink every time it's a hurricane. What are you drinking, Noli? You know what? Tonight I'm drinking some whiskey with an ice cube, and it is unnamed with a red wax top. I will find out someday what the fuck you're drinking. But yeah, I yeah. mean, it eludes me, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. 
Your drink is so elusive. Um, well, I am finishing up the last of the oh. apple cider moonshine, as this <laughs> oh, is my fantastic. October drink of October. And uh, this is it. This glass right here represents the last of the petty cash. Um, and Cool Boy Nation, just so you know, this is moonshine that Ballard found in his new house that he moved into. Yes. So, so it, yeah, it could be yeah. anything. It could be fucking rubbing alcohol. Yeah. So yeah, all October I've been I've been drinking the moonshine for the uh, episodes, and yeah, I just we found this in the uh, garage along with a lot of other unnamed, unlabeled beers, and um, root alcohol, which will probably be something I'll drink next. Eighty proof root alcohol. It's made from roots. I don't know what the fuck it is. It sounds disgusting. What was the one you couldn't finish? What was it labeled S or C? Oh yeah, S. I think it was like an old stout, right? Yeah. <laughs> it was so gross. That that one. What else could the S stand for? That's liquid. Yeah, yeah. What was it? You guys thought it was Stella Artois or some shit? I joked semen originally, but yes. Oh, yeah, semen. semen. We thought it was semen. Semen. Yeah. I mean, you couldn't finish it. You took one sip and you were done with it. Oh yeah. Well, it had like chunks in it. If I recall, it jizzed all over my fucking desk. <laughs> you're not. You're not dispelling the the myth that that semen might have been in there. It's, oh, definitely not. Um, and then, of course, uh, my uh, Cool Boy classic backup drink is uh, what I like to call a Paddington, also known as a Hollandaise, and that's just uh, coffee mixed with rum. And what does Hollandaise do to you, Philk? Oh, no, I, I, I like Hollandaise quite a bit. It was just uh, four in the morning IHOP Hollandaise <laughs> that gave me diarrhea shits. On the roadside. Yeah. Uh, and, and that happened in the middle of the night driving through New Mexico and I have a story that's kind of spooky that also takes place in the middle of the night in Mexico. Can't wait. Spooky, spooky. Greetings, cool boy nation, and welcome to a spooky installment of the Cool Boys podcast. I'm Fright Dong Felk. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Baba Dong Ballard. And for some reason, I'm Nightmare on Dong Street, Nolan. Ooh. Oh. So spooky. I'm sorry you had to be that one. Yeah. Why is my name so long? <laughs> well, it was like the only end, like horror movie I could think of. But Dong Street, it wouldn't be a nightmare. That'd be fucking party time. Well, not if those dongs are like five fingers with blades on them coming at you every night when you go to sleep. He's also so. a child murderer and a burn victim. Definitely the least sexy monster. Isn't he a child molester? Yeah, well, and he, and he murdered them, and then he got burned. Is yeah. he a monster? I don't think he's a monster. What oh, he's he? definitely a monster. He's a dream monster. He's a, monster. He's a movie monster. Because he transforms, huh? Yeah, he's a oh, yeah, all kinds of shit. abilities. Yeah, for Fri- sure. But I got, Fri- I got Fright Night, and Fright Night's like a sexy vampire. Colin Farrell. Um, Fright Night is actually the best movie out of all three of ours. Duke is the worst, by the way. Duke is a really bad movie, and when it goes, bad, bad. Duck. It's not scary, and they th- they hope you think it is scary. It's not. I haven't seen it. I just know the the whole thing where they tried to turn the Bab- Babadook into a, a a gay icon. That's a meme. Oh, what? That's a meme. Really? Google it's gay Babadook right now. Oh no! No, come on, do it. <laughs> no, All right, thank you. Fine. Google. No, no, no. It's not gay porn. Just. just He's an LBGT uh, uh, icon now. I'm not kidding. Um, is it the one where he's like wearing like a boa and like flamingo glasses and like rainbow suspenders and says, get ready to be Baba Shooked? Or is it the one where he's just standing in front of a rainbow? Yeah, Know Your Meme has a page on it. The Guardian has how the horror movie monster became a gay icon. 
Yeah. Well, you know, I'm Babadong. I'm, I'm, you know, I think we need more gay icons in the horror genre. I mean, what else is there besides Babadong? There's not many. Yeah, we need we need something. Is Pinhead gay? Pinhead might be gay. He's very he's very feminine looking. Is is Damien gay? No, Damien's asexual for sure. He just want he just wants to fucking watch the world burn. The Omen. That's how he gets off. Can't believe you don't like the Omen. We'll have to talk about that later. Oh, we could talk about that. Yeah, sure. That should be your update. That should be your update to me then. Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> All right. This episode, we will be telling our very own true cool boys ghost stories and all the fabulous boners they have given us. But first, we have some cool boy updates. So, gents, what have you been up to? Oh, let's never get over all these fabulous boners we get. Yeah. I can't stop. Uh, so let's get into uh, uh, last week's episode first. Just go and do our little our little uh, post-mortem on it. Um, anybody have anything to say about last week? That was a perfect uh, episode. It was perfect. Um, everyone should check it out. Uh, Fast I food? Was just, it, was, uh, it was, what was it called? Fast food fuck fest? Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Or f- <laughs> Triple fest, X, maybe. Food? Triple yeah, maybe. Uh, maybe. We talked about a lot of burger places like In-N-Out, uh, Sonic, Wendy's, Jack in the Box, uh, Shake Shack. Well, we never uh, mentioned Five Guys, which I think is casual dining, according to folk. But yeah. what are your guys' thoughts on that? It's definitely casual dining because, A, no, no, uh, not only do they not have drive throughs I don't think they could feasibly have drive throughs because it's it's 15 to 20 minutes to get your food there every time. Um, it's it's good. Tasty burger. Tasty burger. Overpriced as fuck. It's like $15 for a burger and fries and drink there. You know what I find we didn't talk about either is a fat burger, which I think is the most overpriced burger I've had in my life. It's like ten to twelve dollars there for a regular hamburger. So yeah, I've never had Five Guys, but I've had Fat Burger, and I love Fat Burger. I like the uh, the uh, Good Morning Burger they have there with the egg and shit. Oh, amazing! Fat Burger is yeah, okay. It's yeah, not it's that okay high price. It's like six six something for a regular Fat Burger. Yeah, my one experience with Five Guys was I thought it was disgusting. It's and greasy. I've seen, yeah, that's exactly. I felt like I was eating a ball of grease, and it was just melting in my mouth and dripping, and it was everywhere. And it, I wasn't alone. The group I was with all was like, "This is what the Five Guys burger is. This is kind of like gross." And I feel, I felt terrible after it for like six hours. I see people because uh, there's a Five Guys near uh, my office, and every time the bag is just like translucent with drip off grease, and that's just the drip off grease. I always think of like uh, Dr. Nick's advice to, to Homer, where like Homer like rubs the fish sandwich on the wall and it turns <laughs> yep. clear. It's like, the, and then the bird flies into it. <laughs> yeah, that, that that's fucking Five Guys. It is the greasiest food I think I've ever experienced. Yeah, so if you like greasy food, I'm I'm sure you're gonna like it. But for me, I just felt like absolute dog shit after I had it, and I will probably never have it again. I think I mentioned this on an earlier episode at some point. I think I don't I don't like this fad of greasing the bun. And I know there's a lot of places that are like doing that. And that's their thing now is like, oh, we grease it with our grease. Don't don't fucking make my bun so messy that if I like accidentally touch my shirt or if a piece of bread falls onto my fucking pants, it doesn't immediately stain them with fucking oil and grease. That's extreme. That's just disgusting. Who does this? Five guys, I think. Um, A lot of people grease their buns now. It's like a big thing. Um, one of the only ones I actually like is called super duper burger and it's in San Francisco. Uh, they do, they do a pretty good job with it, but I mean, what an original fucking name. It's a terrible name, right? Super Super duper Duper burger. (laughs) I think it's super duper burger. Maybe it's a fucking child. 
I hope so. I hope it was like that's the story. I, don't know. I think Fat Burger is a pretty terrible name. I, I never heard of Fat Burger because I grew up in Texas. We don't have Fat Burger. Uh, but when they say it in the early of uh, Fast and Furious, just so we can mention Fast and Furious two two episodes in a row, uh, keep the street going. That guy's like Corona. threatening threatening Paul Walker, and he's like, "Yo, man, why don't you go to Fat Burger? You can get a burger of fries for ten dollars." It's like Fat Burger. That's a re- <laughs> like there would really be a restaurant chain called that, and then I like, move out here, and it's like, oh fuck, <laughs> there really is. Uh, why why not just call it Obesity Shacker? <laughs> yeah. Feel like shit burger. Of all the places in LA, too, they mentioned Fat Burger when there's plenty of chains that started here. I didn't know In N Out was real either because uh, of the Big Lebowski. I was like, oh. <laughs> surely there's not a burger chain called In N Out. That, that's sex. Why would they name a burger after a sex act? What's next? Rim job chicken? All right. Um, well, let's <laughs> move on. So, Noli, you saw Spider Man Homecoming. So, you probably finally listened also to our spoiler cast. Why don't you oh, go yeah. over and tell us what you think about Spider Man Homecoming? Uh, I won't. I'll just say that I, uh, I pretty much agreed with you guys, and I should think our, if our listeners have seen Spider-Man Homecoming, they should go and uh, listen to our spoiler cast. And how many boys would you give it? Uh, I think... Oh, you want, you actually want me to say? Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. I guess uh, I, I'd give it three and a half to four boys. Depending three, on my mood. Three and a half to four? Yeah. Now, I gave it, I think, four boys as well. You gave it five. Oh, I gave it five boys. Oh yeah, you gave it the Ballard, the five, the five try. That means oh, okay five. to good. <laughs> yeah. No, five does not mean okay to good. That would be Pretty like much does. And four means four means shit. Yeah. Four is a great movie. I loved Blade Runner twenty forty nine. I can't wait to see it again. Oh yeah. I just wanted to rag on it, I guess more. But I, if you actually listen to the episode, I mean, I do say a lot of positive stuff about it. Mostly negative. Yeah, mostly negative. Yeah, because I wanted to rag on it because <laughs> okay. there was some good shit to rag on, honestly. Yeah, let's not get into our spoiler cast here. Yeah, let's not get into the spoiler cast here. Spooky story. So Felk, Felk has a question. Yeah, my question would be, and just to preface this a little bit, we, we were considering doing another top five movie list, uh, narrowing down decades for horror movies, favorite horror And movies. we would probably start in the 70s, and we might do this at some point still anyways, because there we is might. some good content here. You discussed the 80s and you know wanted to do Halloween. I said 70s. And you said there weren't enough movies from the 70s, and you omitted, you know, a lot of huge ones like The Exorcist, which I think is overrated. I don't want to get into too much of it, but you very definitively said The Omen sucks. I fucking love The Omen. I think it's arguably one of the best horror movies of all time. I wouldn't just say top five for 70s. It might be in my top five of all time. I don't know. For generations, the Thorns have been a family of tremendous wealth, position, and power. The perfect marriage of Ambassador Robert Thorne and his wife, Catherine, was fulfilled by the birth of their son, Damien. And then, when the child was five years old, something terrible happened. Uh, love the score, the Jerry Goldsmith score. Oh my God, it's, it's fucking terrifying. I think it's extremely well paced for a 70s movie uh ominous as fuck creepy as fuck some of those images i mean i saw it as a kid and it's uh, you know it's the, just the damien it's all for you suicide look at me damien it's all for you it stayed with me for forever why don't you like the omen maybe i saw it too late um did you see the remake first 
No, I did not see the remake first. In fact, okay. I saw the remake after I saw the original. I I, I try my best in general to never see the remake first, unless I, I did not know the film was a remake from from scratch. Like say like Departed, I did not see Infernal Affairs first. I saw the Departed first. I had no idea yeah. Infernal Affairs even existed. Anyways, um, I still haven't seen Lot to Tell. So exactly, uh, the Omen. So I did watch the original. Um, it, I I kind of felt it was just really cheesy, and it kind of. Uh, kind of, you know, was a really classic 70s horror film, but it was just, uh, I guess I'm a, a slasher fan more. Yeah. I, I mean, I do like psychological thriller horror, and I do like um, supernatural uh, horror um, as well, and that's kind of what Omen is. Um, it's like supernatural horror mixed with psychological thriller. Um, I think Gregory Peck is fantastic in it. I really do think he, he did an incredible job, uh, but... Um, a kid was just kind of, you know, just doing dumb kid. This is not a human child. Kids don't really know how to act, honestly. You rarely get a Haley Joel Osment. And yeah. uh, and I just kind of thought the um, the score... I, okay, I guess I like the oversweeping, like, aspects of the score, but the, the, the individual, like... Um, Music cues and like uh, 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 the 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 like those the violins for like the intensity moments, if I recall, yeah. uh, when it's like the slow motion stuff when you're like looking on Damien before he does some shit. Um, I I just kind of found those really I don't know awkward. I like Richard Donner a lot, honestly, um, but I just found it kind of awkward. Is that who directed that? Yeah, this first movie before Superman. Wow. Was it the movie right before Superman? Yeah, it was his first movie, and it was the first, only thing he'd done before Superman. Oh, wow. Well, now that you say that's his first movie, I actually didn't know that. I probably would be a little more lenient on it then. There's no TV before that. Um, I'll rewatch it, Felk, uh, but the remake shit, for sure. The Omen. No! If this is the truth, where does it end? Like the remake is totally shit. Yeah, the well, performances are are, are, are kind of good. Uh, it, like some of the casting is upgraded, and the kid might be actually better. But it, it's it's just an almost shot for shot remake. It's there's very few changes. Yeah, well, not like on psycho level, but yeah, close enough. I, close enough, guys. That's why I prefer Omen Two: Rise of Damien. Damien, Omen Two: The first time was only a warning. Ballard. Guys, that's right. It's my turn. <laughs> I watched The Walking Dead season eight premiere. It was horrible. I haven't seen it. I can't believe people still watch that show. I am now caught up up to uh, up to that. What? That's the only episode I haven't seen because of Netflix. Uh, caught me up. Uh, um, are you hate watching it or are you like it right now? I liked it up to the bullshit with the. I think the sixth season when they started to tease Negan and it just dragged and dragged and dragged. And then it, the, the finale and premiere with Negan, you know, who did he hit yeah. with the baseball bat? It was POV. You don't know, wait six months. And then, you know, it just the, the everything with Negan was just unpleasant. And, and, you know, Negan does not work as a television character no. and works as a comic character really, really well. So when I, when I was watching it um, just uh, the other night with Emma, my wife on the uh, uh, on the on the uh, couch in the uh, living room uh, on the TV, I uh, I I just kept telling her over and over again, the book is so fucking good, it is mind-boggling to me 
that the show just is not as good as the book, and I don't understand it. It's not like the book is written for comic only. The book does great character moments. It does a lot of, like, no dialogue boxes, and you have actual, quote-unquote, drawn acting. And uh, I don't understand why the fucking show misses so big time. It's just huge whiffs. That being all said, I'll watch the next episode and the next episode, and the next episode, and the next episode, and the next episode. I just feel like the entire entirety of uh, of seeing Rick broken was so unpleasant. And Negan is like, yeah, no, I, I disagree. I think because Negan is pulled directly from the page. That's exactly how he looks. And I'm guessing most of his dialogue is pulled from the page. I'm not super well versed. But like <clears throat> with Abraham and Eugene they come across as cartoon characters when other people are playing it like realistic. Same with like Rosita. Uh, they're a little too like over the top and, and Negan's like, he's like Mad Max when other people are, are doing the road. It, it doesn't, it doesn't mesh well. And he's an idiot too. He, he just, just kill Rick. If, if Rick's going to keep def- defying you. Well, they actually kind of explained that in the comics. I don't, I obviously don't want to get into that. It's way too much spoiler, but, um, yeah, they kind of get into that in the comics a little bit more. Negan's kind of a, a little bit more fleshed out. Those characters are a little bit more fleshed out uh, in the comics and uh, in the show where they're acted by flesh and blood. They're not as fleshed out. It's really weird. It is. I hated the last uh, two seasons, basically. Yeah, I, 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 I really didn't like last season at all, and this season's winding up to be a big shit storm. So. Well, they have fired their showrunner like four times. Yep. Guys, 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 guys. Would you rather watch Dracula and Frankenstein have a thunderfuck session while Michael Myers holds a knife to your throat, making sure you jack off to completion while watching it? Or fuck the Fright Night girl of your dreams, but knowing that Freddy is going to haunt your nightmares for the rest of your life and possibly kill you? But it's guaranteed that Jason will forcibly jam a dildo in your ass once a year for 30 furious seconds until you bleed. And you don't know when. Wow. Uh, wait, so the first one was Dracula and Frankenstein have a thunderfuck session while Michael Myers holds a knife to your throat, making sure you jack off to completion. Yeah, so, it sounds like a one-time deal. Okay, and then, um, or or the other option is then, fuck the fright girl of your dreams, knowing Freddy's going to haunt your nightmares for the rest of your life and possibly kill you. That's a little weird. He's like, going to haunt your nightmares, and he might possibly kill you, but that's not a guarantee. But I don't even have dreams anymore, really. I, like, I don't even, like, remember, I don't remember any dreams, so, like, that would be fine with me, I guess, really. I guess nightmares you would remember. According to a YouTube video that I watched once, that's a, that's a sign you might be a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I'll send you a link. <laughs> Wait, I'm a psychopath? That, that, that's one of the five signs you're a psychopath, according to a YouTube video that Vox recommended or something like that. <laughs> All right. Yeah, well, I have like four out of, of the other five. I, I, I never remember my dreams. I remember my dream from last night, and that's like the first time in a year I can remember my dreams. I was like really excited about it. So, Bella, hmm. so you don't remember your dreams, but it is guaranteed that once a year, Jason... He's going to jam a dildo up your ass till you bleed for 30 furious seconds. So is he creating like fissures or is he like puncturing like rectum? I don't know. I think, but you don't know when it could be like Christmas Eve. It could be fucking July 6th. It could be May 21st. You don't know. 
I'll just pick the first one. I feel like this one-time deal is the best. It's just going to be really hard to jack off to Dracula and Frankenstein. I think the only thing that it helps me is that Dracula is kind of feminine. So maybe that helps, I guess. But I, it'll be really difficult to jack off to completion with Michael Myers holding a knife to my I'm, throat. I'm sorry to pop a big hole in there. That's just a sexy man, Dracula, fucking a sexy doctor named Frankenstein. Because you didn't write Frankenstein's monster. It's Frankenstein's monster. You wrote Frankenstein, monster. Frankenstein which means Dr. Frankenstein. Well, either You didn't or. write Dr. Frankenstein either, honestly. So no, it doesn't matter. Of... It's still Frankenstein's his last name. The monster is not called Frankenstein in any capacity. It is. It's called Frankenstein's Monster. The movie the title monster's is called Frankenstein. actual name is Frankenstein's Monster. Exactly. But so Frankenstein is in the name of the monster. If you're Aaron Eckhart, it's I, Frankenstein. No, saying Frankenstein clearly refers to the man, not the creature he created, who has his own last name and name, the wretch. Um, and uh, yeah, Dr. Frankenstein's fucking uh, James McAvoy, if you watch the, the even shittier movie. Um, Wait. The Wretch? That's the name of the monster? Yeah, in the book. Oh, really? In the book? Yeah, in the book. And, and, in, and in Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, he's called that, too, the, when he's uh, De Niro. Yeah, you know, this sounds fine and dandy, you know, just jacking off one time with a knife to your throat to some monsters. Okay. Yeah, that feels good. I can that feels it. fun. Yeah, no, Let's it's clearly the one. first one. The other one, you get to fuck pretty much the girl of your dreams. And let's face it, Dracula has that type of body that's like, you know... Is it, a, is it a chick with A cups or is it a, a dude with, you know, like a really womanly body? I mean, it's only when his dick comes out that you realize Dracula's a guy. What if you get Gary Oldman, like old vampire Dracula? Like, I don't want that. Ugh. That's, that's scary. Well, if they're talking about, if he's shape shifting this whole time, maybe he'll shape shift into a hot chick at some point. That, I can get my rocks off then. Dracula <laughs> has been depicted a uh, female a couple times, usually in porno yeah. movies. And if I'm not mistaken, they're the two different origins of Dracula. One obviously being Vlad the Impaler. The other one, if I recall, some countess who actually like drank blood or some. Elizabeth shit. Bathory. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not sure any fuck is worth Freddy haunting my dreams for the rest of my life and a Jildo jammed up my ass once a year. <laughs> yeah, no. that sounds a little intense. Well, the whole point of this, would you rather, was to for Felk to admit that he'd do something gay, and he admitted it. I've already admitted I'd do something gay. I mean, Wait, what I, was the which one was the gay one, quote unquote? <laughs> watching two dudes fuck and jerk okay. off. Okay, <laughs> not not getting <laughs> shit jammed up your ass <laughs> by Jason. <laughs> I guess that one's kind of gay too. No, yeah, that one's. Freddie could do some horrible nightmare shit with your ass. I would imagine as well. I guess I guess we're in unison. We we choose option. And one. if it's like a nightmare on Elm Street, right? Wouldn't it be like? Felk's dream would start off with like Felk being like with the girl of his dreams, like oh, yeah. licking his horrible. ass, and he's all like, "Hey, hey, that tickles! Stop it! Stop it!" And then like he looks back, and then it looks back, you know, and the chick looks up, and oh, it's not a chick this time, it's Freddy! And he starts jamming his fingers in Felk's ass, and it's cutting up your asshole, and then you wake up, fucking, that would be once a year Felk for you. Yeah, no, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that one. I would choose the other option. No, I know. I'm just saying that's what would probably happen. I, I don't. Uh, does this one hold some like? That's reputation? not gay. That's just horrible, horrible torture murder. It's not gay to have a dude lick your asshole. Where you lost me. The last thing I heard was Freddie was jamming <laughs> knives up my ass. No, I said the chick is licking your ass and you like it, and then when you look back the second time, it's Freddie's face instead of her face, and he's licking your asshole. The first part would be okay. The second part makes the first part not as good anymore. 
And then and then Freddie would say like a cool pun like "ass to see you" and then start stabbing you in the ass. Oh, <laughs> that is like Nightmare on Elm Street four with the Dream yeah. Warriors level of writing. Wait, wasn't Dream Warriors three? I'm not. I am not well versed with those movies. So I guess also the first option would be like what folks said in the past. It's it's something to bring up. At, it's like party talk. Like, hey, guess what? I also watched Dracula and Frankenstein. You know, fuck each other while Michael Myers held held a knife to my throat, and I had to come. And people would yeah. be impressed by that. Absolutely, according to Felk. Oh, dude, uh, easy easy conversation starter at a party. Sort of. <laughs> I mean, when it's like when it's like Harrison Ford and Tom Selleck, it's like pe- people know it was Rutger Hauer. It was not Tom, Tom Selleck. I'm not jacking no, up. No, Tom, Tom Selleck was would... another one. It was Tom the... Selleck was another one that Felk would fuck with Harrison. No, 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 it was with it was uh, no, it was with uh, it was, a was it with Gutenberg and uh, Danson? It's Ted Danson, docking, yeah. Docking Danson, yeah, yeah. Docking Danson and uh, sucking oh. strong sucking Gutenberg. <laughs> My point is that people, are, I know those people are real. Okay, if you tell people, I watched Dracula suck off Frankenstein's monster, uh, people would be like, oh, Dracula's real. It wouldn't work. It wouldn't be as impressive. It'd be more confusing for people. <laughs> All right, well, that's, that, way, I think picking, that takes us right into the show just topic. picking a would you rather and then naming two gay things and then having me pick one in no way proves I'm gay. <laughs> totally does. Cool boy, Nation. If there is a would you rather you would like us to discuss on a future podcast, please email us at thecoolboyspodcast at gmail.com. Well, cool boys, I don't think you can get a more topical and spooky would you rather than that time to move on to our cool boy show topic report preliminary findings not worried about her we gotta keep him gagged cool boy nation pop your cocks and drop your tops it might be interesting and important for you to know it's time for our cool boy show topic hey i like that spoilers so cool Now, a reading from the Book of Felk. It was a hot, humid Tuesday afternoon in Houston. I sat alone in my room, popping ice cubes up my freshly shaven ass and wondering if I could fit my entire body into my dick hole. <laughs> My favorite movie, <laughs> Nut Busters 2, was on the telly. Not to be confused with the pre-condom classic, Big Guns 2, <laughs> which starred my favorite actors, Ray Harley, Steve Rambo, Chuck Chambers, and of course, Brandon Lee. Also, not to be confused with the Brandon Lee from The Crow. I'm talking about THE Brandon Lee. While lots of big gun movies have been made, ones with an oriental star are quite rare and therefore a special treat to watch. But then a cold chill went down my strong pubescent shaft and my teenage testicles retracted into my bald, beautiful sack. I laid back on my bed, wiped away my nipple sweat and felt a tenacious tugging at my tenders. But there wasn't a glistening glute, a naked naughty stick, or pecs that caused pandemonium in sight. I was alone, 
or at least I thought. My belt was forcefully undone, and my zappy zipper began to open wide. As my radical rod began to engorge, I felt a strong grip encompass it, and a burning sensation tucked deep within my bodacious butthole. <laughs> oh, joy! I said to myself, you know what they say. Supercharged, extra large, and ready for discharge. This is gibberish. One shot, two shot, three shot, four. Busting nuts until my asshole tore. An explosion of hot milk ejected from my terrible dog and landed unceremoniously in my armpit. Oh, rats, I thought. That's going to take forever to get out. Well, that was the first time I fucked a ghost. What about you guys? <laughs> I, well, I thought this episode was more about our spooky stories, Felk, and not necessarily our, our uh, ghost fucking uh, yeah. stories. This reads like H.P. Lovecraft if you just made it gay. It's like it's like like almost like you feel like you're insane as you read it. <laughs> so do you do you feel like it's like uh, gothic horror was tonight's uh, uh, episode for you? A little bit. Sexy. Yeah. Very sexy. I, I feel like I, the the part about wondering if I could fit my own body into my dick hole. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, felt yeah. these are amazing. So what do you do? Like, do you just yeah. write this stuff like when you were like th this age, and then just let everything kind of hang loose? Or this is his diaries, the book of Folk. I just love, I love Folk sayings. Like, you have such good sayings. You know, you know what they say. Like, no, I don't know what they say, but then you hit me with it. It's great. <laughs> yeah. So well, yeah, no, you're right. I mean, I, 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 I did forget the saying, but remembered it as soon as you said it. Right now, Felk, supercharged, extra large, and ready for discharge. Yeah, absolutely. Is that, That's yeah. a, is that a tagline from from men, men with bodies too, big guns. It too? should be. It should be. It, yeah, definitely should be. Uh, you should know. You wrote it. One yeah. shot, two shot, three shot, four <laughs> busting nuts until my asshole tore. I mean, <laughs> it's poetry. It's literally poetry, Felk, that you wrote in as a child. Yeah. yeah, you should. This is this book should be published. Well, tonight we're going to uh, focus on some spooky stuff, and we're going to be telling our own spooky ghost stories, and we're going to kind of uh, line them up like as if we were doing uh, one of the old scary stories books. So Felk's will be called Felk's Spooky Stories to Tell in the Dark. <laughs> Ballard's will be called Ballard's More Spooky Stories to Tell in the Dark. And Noli's will be called Noli's More Spooky Stories to Chill Your Bones. Ooh, boners. All right. <laughs> so going first, um, and my first one is a very short one. It's just kind of considered a little prologue, a little, little, uh, little appetizer. So here is Ballard's More Spooky Stories to Tell in the Dark. Chapter spooky one. Spooky Stories. Footsteps. Shoe throws. <laughs> what does that mean? So, back in the day, when I was um, uh, a young little boy growing up in the Ballard household, and um, one of the things we would have after uh, about 92, 1992 roughly, uh, we started having these uh, footsteps at night in the hallway. And normally, I attributed it to just the house settling. Um, it wasn't until uh, later in life, uh, a little, not too much later, that, you know, we, I started, like, you know, just kind of, like, noticing that it actually was creaking towards my room. 
Um, and I would think at night, oh, it's my little brother. He's up and he's just, uh, you know, walking over. Uh, and he's just wandering the house at night or something. And then so I would ask my little brother the next day, uh, you know, Steven, you know, did you get up last night? And he would say, literally, he said to me, no, I didn't. I thought you got up last night and were was walking around the hallway. And I said, I thought you got up last night and was walking around the hallway. My older brother was not in the house that night. And so uh, that was really odd. We were obviously, you know, that kind of like freaked us out. But whatever, we're fucking kids. We don't care. You know, popped on Pinocchio and kept watching, you know, fucking Monstro take out Pinocchio on the way into the fucking, you know, sea cave. Anyways, um, fast forward. I don't know how many days or months, years or whatever. Uh, but I did at one point remember I was walking down the hallway towards my bedroom and I had my shoes in my hand and I was just going to go put them down in my bedroom where I always put my shoes near my bed. And I remember as I walked into the room, um, it, it felt like a force grabbed my shoes and lifted them straight up into the air. And my hands are holding onto them, and, and I have no control of where my, my hand is going. It's just, it's going for the ride. And as it reached the, the, my arm's peak, you know, altitude, um, the shoes were literally ripped out of my hand and thrown across the room. And I screamed like a little girl bitch spun around and ran straight into my mom's arms. She was in the dining room. So I ran down my hallway, the hallway that we had the footsteps and right out into the living room and into the dining room and jumped into my mom's arms and told her that something grabbed my shoes and threw it across the room. Um, I've later, you know, uh, reasoned it out as it probably was a muscle spasm, but um, it to this day, like kind of freaks me out because like, I remember letting go of them, just letting go of the shoes and they just launched like all the way across the room, like on a parallel line. Like it wasn't like they like fell four feet in front of me. Like they went straight across the room into the corner uh, where the ceiling and the walls met into that corner. They went straight into it as if like fishing line was attached to them and someone yanked on the fishing line and they just went sheep like straight up there. And it was fucking crazy. And it gives me goosebumps to this day, even uh, talking about it right now. Was this your first encounter? This was my very first encounter, yeah. Mm. Well, I'm going to confirm that as a ghost sighting. It's confirmed. It's confirmed. Ghosts. Ghost. All right, so uh, let's move on now to Felk. My, my book is titled Felk's Spooky Stories to Tell in the Dark, the original of poorly written <laughs> stories <laughs> with good illustrations. In uh, my chapter... Chapter one is titled The Hitchhiking Ghost of New Mexico. This story takes place in my 23rd year of life, uh, around 2005. I was living in Texas, uh, mid-Texas, going to a school, and... Uh, still had ties to my college so I was coming back and forth between Los Angeles and San Antonio when I could and I was driving through the New Mexico desert the middle of the night I left at like 6 p.m. I knew I'd check into a hotel in New Mexico probably 2 in the morning it was around midnight I'm driving across Interstate 10 and I just drove past into New Mexico 
I was 66 miles in, and the sign made me think of 666, even though it was only two sixes, because there's not 666 miles of New Mexico, I assume. But (laughs) it was a long stretch of the road. I was on Adderall, I believe, to keep me awake. And I hadn't interacted with a person in about eight hours. The mind plays tricks on you, which is what I assume was really happening. But you can't see anything except the road right in front of your headlights, just like the analogy from Terminator 2. But in the distance, I see a white figure middle of nowhere. No one's around, but I see a white figure. White enough that it was illuminated despite being further out from my headlights. Like it was glowing. And it reaches out a hand to hitchhike. And as my headlights come, I'm getting chills on my spine just remembering it. Anyways, as my headlights approach, the figure becomes brighter and then is gone. And I called my girlfriend at the time, woke her up because I was driving up to her. And I was like, I just saw a fucking ghost in the middle of New Mexico. It disappeared. And uh, she was like, this isn't reason enough to call to wake me up. Oh. <laughs> what a bitch. We would, we would be broken up six months later. Um, bitch. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, it, it spooked me out because uh, obviously when you just see nothing, your mind can play tricks on you, which is what I assume it was, because I don't believe it ghosts. But I definitely saw the image, and I remember it, and I remember seeing it stretching out its hand. Uh, you know, maybe to make a thumb, like a hitchhiking thumb, or maybe to, to grab me. But it creeped me out. I think that's a confirmed sighting of a ghost, and I think it was trying to jack you off. It's confirmed. <laughs> confirmed. Well, you know what? You know what? I was driving uh, in the spookiest car possible. Miata. 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 Yes, uh, of course. Noli, let's get a reading from you now. What's, tell us your story and your book and all that jazz and your chapter. From Noli's More Spooky Stories to Chill Your Boners. Is that really the, uh, the, the, the third book in the series? It is. Yeah, I, that's so. I have him. Yeah. Chill Your Boners. <laughs> Ballad has him. I have a story called The Ghost Doctor. So I think we're all in agreement here. The whole reason we're doing this this special spooky episode is because we all know that I used to see ghosts as a child, correct? I did not know that. I did not know that. I thought we did. I thought that's why we were doing it. Oh, <laughs> I did not know oh, that. I thought we were doing it because it's almost Halloween. Oh. Oh. Yeah, I figured I figured it's because when this episode airs, oh. it'll be Halloween. Okay. Well, anyway, Nolan, you uh, saw ghosts as a kid? As a, as a fun fact, uh, Cool Boy Nation, uh, I think I'm about six years old. And uh, and I, I tell my mom that I can see ghosts. And she's definitely, like, perturbed about this. And I thought, I thought I was seeing ghosts. I thought I was seeing them. So she set me up with this nice psychologist, this doctor. <laughs> He's a ghost doctor. <laughs> What's so funny? I'm just curious. I'm just, cu- I'm just curious what happens in, coming up. And, you know, this doctor, he, he was good for me. We talked about uh, the ghost I saw, and, you know, he helped me through a lot of things. But, yeah, I, I, I saw these ghosts. But the huge twist here was that my doctor 
was in fact a ghost. What? And he looked like Bruce Willis. What? Bruce Willis has been dead the whole time since he made uh, A Good Day to Die Hard. <laughs> That's very true. So, Cop uh, out. You know, oh, yeah. Th- and there's that was the story of my ghost doctor. Wow. Miraculous. So you like, did you see like a boy with like a shotgun wound to the back of his head? Yeah, and a girl like vomiting under a bed. Yeah. But it's confirmed. I saw a ghost. It's confirmed. Con- oh, yeah. Confirmed. It's confirmed. So you don't have any real stories to tell. All your hey, stories. shut up. Shut up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's <laughs> not ruin the magic here. I see dead people. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, let's move on now to Ballard's More Spooky Stories to Tell in the Dark. Chapter 2, The Midnight Fog. So I'm in college in my dorm room with cool boy Andy. He's my dorm roommate. And we go to bed one night and we are on a corner, second floor at UCSC. And so we have this gorgeous view of the Monterey out of two windows, Monterey Bay. And then out of the other two windows, we have this gorgeous view of the Pacific Ocean looking west. And we usually keep our windows open, but this night we closed our windows and we closed our uh, blinds, which were the uh, the pull down, like um, kind of like the uh, all one solid piece of like uh, blind kind of thing. It was, you know, you just pull it down and it's just one big sheet of blind, like a screen, like a pull down screen. So we go to bed that night. All our all our audio equipment's off. We have speakers, big speakers in the in the dorm room. We have all kinds of like receivers and VCRs and DVD players and uh, Nintendo 64. You name it, we have it in there. Computers, whatever. So Andy and I go to bed that night in our separate beds, and um, <laughs> around like weird I don't that you would that. feel it necessary to state that. <laughs> well, we didn't always go to bed in our separate beds. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we fell asleep on the floor. Um, next to each other, cuddled, spooning, next to a fire that we started. By the way, we did start fires in the dorm all the time. It was called Fireball. It was fucking fun as shit. But I do not condone starting fireballs in your dorms. <laughs> cool Boy Nation. Okay, so that going on. Uh, so we ended up uh, going to bed that night. And about one in the morning or so, um, all of a sudden, I wake up. And Andy is much more of a deeper sleeper than I am. <laughs> I wake up to literally our blinds are up. All four of them up. And the windows are wide open. All four windows wide open. And there's this really thick fog rolling into the room through the two windows that are on the Pacific Ocean side, not the Monterey Bay side. And so this really thick fog goes in between me and my computer and my desk, and then on, and then through Andy's window, which is also between him and his computer and his desk. And as the fog hits our TV and receivers and speakers, immediately all the electronics in the room turn on. The TV turns on, the receivers turn on, all the speakers start blasting white noise, the Nintendo 64 is on, um, the computers are, flick- are flickering on, 
and the fire alarm goes off in our room. The smoke alarm literally goes off in our room. The smoke alarm is what Andy wakes up to. He hears a smoke alarm. He just jumps out of bed and just knocks it the fuck off the, the fucking ceiling. Just boom! He takes it down. It is ripped off, right? And then Andy jumps right back into bed and he's back to sleep practically. At that point, I was like, what the fuck just happened? Like, I just saw this fog roll in the room and it caused this massive power surge. So I tell Andy about this. I'm like, dude, Andy, this is fucking happened right now. And he's like, whoa, this is kind of crazy. Anyways, um, the next day, I remember that morning about when we were doing our uh, student orientation that they said all the different fire alarms are tied into the fire department on campus to the, all the individual colleges at UCSC. And so I went to our fire department immediately that next morning, about 10 in the morning, I went to them and I was like, hey, you know, last night, I know our fire alarm went off and everything like that, you know, we'll put it back up again today. But I just want to let you know, in case you got the alarm going off, that everything was fine in our room last night. And the firefighter was just like, well, we didn't get an alarm last night from your room. What? Whoa. Well, Andy knocks it off in time before the... Uh... <laughs> or it was a malfunctioning alarm. Or it was like a weird power surge in the room. That's how I rationalize this. We just had a power surge. But the fog was creepy as shit, and we did go to bed with our windows closed and our blinds down, yeah. and these motherfuckers were up and wide open. That was the weirdest thing. Did you have sweet mates? No, it was literally Andy and I alone in that room all the time. I think a logical explanation is you're in college. I No, I, I, <laughs> exactly. yeah. We were in college, yeah. We were in college, and we had a power surge. Yeah. And, San, and, and by the way, it's not uncommon for UCSC or Santa Cruz to be covered in fog. So Confirmed. Yeah. Confirmed. Confirmed. It's confirmed. The only part that's unexplained is the windows opening by themselves. That fog was really thick, dude. Thicker than pea soup. That's awesome. I've never seen anything like that, but that's cool. Dude, it looked like someone was pumping fog into my room. Oh, I've seen that. I Okay, well, I'm on the second floor, and there was no one pumping fog into my room, but yeah. Well, a ghost then, probably. That's what's confirmed. Uh, or it was a fog UCSC marine layer that was moving its way in. Ghost. But let's get on to Felk's next story. Okay. Chapter dose of Felk's spooky stories to tell why you fuck. <laughs> Chapter two is the ghost lights from beyond the stars. cheating because I did not interpret this experience as ghosts. I interpreted it as space people. Wow. Aliens. And a, a lot of it is contributed is probably the fact that I think I was 10 and I had just watched the very first episode of <laughs> The X-Files. Oh. oh. So I'm asleep in my Betty bed bedroom. It's dark time, night time, and I am awoken, possibly awoken, by light just permeating my room through the one window, which overlooks the street. And it's just like in the episode of The X-Files that I had just watched. So it's <laughs> probably too much of a coincidence, but this light just fills up the room. I look through the, the blinds and I see three figures. I'm getting chills again. 
three figures just standing there, just like in an episode of the X Files, and um, <laughs> they they have that yeah, distinct you know the gray alien shape, and they're walking slowly towards me, and I run out of that room, and I also run out of that room like stumbling like I like I'm waking up as I'm running so I probably was asleep still um but the light was I I, I feel like even though I woke up the light was there for permeating that room uh and I run to my parents room and uh I think I slept on the couch and that was the end of that story the figures weren't <laughs> there uh when I looked again but I was terrified of of aliens uh, fire in the sky, like that, that, all that shit. Um, yeah, really fucked me up because I, I was knew that was going to happen to me. Now, granted, my window also overlooked uh, the driveway of the neighbor's house. So, no, 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 no. It was probably just the headlights. It overlooked the Texas abyss. That too. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Or maybe it only looked over the Texas Abyss on hot, humid Tuesday afternoons. Yeah, this is nighttime. Nighttime, it looks like a driveway. But yeah, I saw, I saw, uh, saw aliens, which are more or less ghosts. They're ghosts from the sky. Or are they interdimensional beings? They came from the space between spaces. Oh, Merv, make him stay, Merv. <laughs> Don't let me leave, Merv. Don't let me leave, Merv! <laughs> no! 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 Those aren't those are neither. Those those are those are humans. Yeah, though he's referring to Crystal Skull. Yeah. Mm, oh, Crystal Skull. Oh yeah, good movie. Good movie. Well, I think I think that is absolutely confirmed you saw ghost aliens. Yeah, I yeah. think you saw ghost aliens. Yeah, confirmed, confirmed. Is confirmed. Which is a thing Dan Aykroyd really believes in. Confirmed. Confirmed. All right, Noli. Well, let's go with your next story. Yeah. Another story from Noli's more spooky stories to show your boners. Um, there's a chapter called The Library Ghost. I was, I, I think I was like in junior high or something, and I, and I was at the, the library study of on my uh, Dewey Decibel system and uh, the index card racks just started to pop out and I was like oh that's that's interesting so I walked over but then the cards started flying out all over the place what I was, like, I was like holy shit what's going on I looked to my left after a cold chill that engorged my long shaft and there was an old woman <laughs> floating there just floating there. Wait, wait, wait. You had the engorged shaft prior to meeting the old woman? <laughs> of course I did. Oh, the perfect cut. There she was reading her book. And I walked up and I was like, hey, old lady, hello. And she looked at me and went, raised her finger to her mouth. Shh. Oh, no. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, oh. And I walked a little closer. I was like, were you, she... wait, when you, when she shushed you, did you, did you get more engorged? I think so. This was, junior, this was junior high, so yeah, I think the touch of cold wind just engorged my dick. Oh, even more. Yeah. Really hot. This is a really yeah. hot story. Really, really hot. Not so spooky. <laughs> so I approached her a little bit closer, and I said, Oh, lady, 
what are you doing here reading books in the library? How, how are you floating? And she, looked, and she looked at me, and all of a sudden she turned into this skeleton beast and emitted this pink vapor and was like, ah! And I fucking screamed. There's something strange in the neighborhood. Who you gonna call? <laughs> Boom. Cut to like New York and fucking Peter Vakeman's giving like some sort of seminar. <laughs> That's pretty scary. Awesome. All right. Confirmed. Confirmed, right? Confirmed. It's confirmed. That's um that's that's pretty scary. But it's not as scary as a heartless company named Sony using a constructed misogyny narrative to shield uh, their shitty cash grab remake. Okay, movie. dumpster fire. Go go listen to the episode Dumpster Fire if you want to hear Felk bitch about Ghostbusters 2016 for like 20 minutes. Amy Pascal is the scariest ghost no, of all. <laughs> She's gone, Felk. She's gone. She's been removed. She's been exercised from Sony. Other than as a Spider-Man producer. Take my list seriously. Spooky. I'm sorry, No, You're right. You were six, and you and you saw you were walking around a library with your owner, and you just by chance. Or junior high. Yeah, junior high. You're both wrong. Junior high. Oh, junior high. Sorry, I was, was right. You were 14, time. 12. But I had to learn that fucking Dewey Decibel system. That is scary. <laughs> she fucking ruined that shit. I love your I love your commitment to the Dewey Decimal system aspect of the story. <laughs> Well, it's fucking confirmed for sure. <laughs> Did you have a friend named Peter? Ray? Yeah, which one are you? Egon. Egon. Mm. What's Egon's last name? Spangler. 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 What's Ray's last name? Stance. 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 Ray Stance. That's right. Peter Vakeman. What's Ernie Hudson's name? I know this. I know this. I know this. Shut up. Um, I know this too. Uh, we're all racist. You know, say it. Go and say it then. You win. No, I said we're all racist. We we're don't all, know. We're all thinking. Wilson. Winston. It's Winston. Winston Zedemore. <laughs> Winston Zedemore. He doesn't have a last name. They never mentioned it. Yeah, it's no, Zedemore. it's Zedemore. It's Zedemore. Yeah, that's right. No, it's just Winston. They never say it out loud, but it's on his jumpsuit. Does this suit have his last name on it? Yeah, it's it does. Winston. No, it's Zedemore. Zedemore on it. Yeah. <laughs> Zedemore. Well, he was just there because he needed a fucking job. He did. He was there. But um, they, they they couldn't structurally write out his character, even though they needed to, because Eddie Murphy passed on the role. Oh, that's what happened. Yeah. Eddie Murphy, huge mistake. Huge mistake. Can you imagine Eddie Murphy in that movie? It would change the whole movie, but it would still been a great movie. Also, picking up a transvestite prostitute at two in the morning uh, near uh, Hollywood and Santa Monica, and then saying you were just giving a friendly ride to a stranger. Yeah, and the also seat. a bad mistake, Eddie Murphy. Yeah, allegedly. Eddie allegedly. Murphy confirmed. 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 It's confirmed. Confirmed for <laughs> gay ghost. All right. Well, let's get into uh, the next one. That will be mine. This is Ballard's More Spooky Stories to Tell in the Dark. Chapter three, Bump in the Night. So I was uh, working late. I've been working a lot of hours on um, an edit for a video game company in San Francisco. And um, I was uh, rounding the end of about a 40-hour shift. And um, I uh, was exporting. And as I was exporting, I was standing up in uh, my office uh, at my uh, home. 
and all of a sudden I felt this presence like literally right over my shoulder was it Jason Voorhees in your asshole for 30 seconds I had a <laughs> dildo shoved in my ass until I bled it was pretty horrible and that's it. That's the story. No, uh, so what happened was actually, I um, I had this fucking, this like, this presence, like literally like, it felt like this fucking person's face was right next to my face. And it freaked me out so hard out of my peripheral that I saw this person right next to me, like as if they put their head over my shoulder and put it right next to my own face, that I freaked out. And, and when I turned, to look at it, immediately there was this loud bang. Bitches. In the hallway. <laughs> bang, bitches. <laughs> bang, bitches. <laughs> and uh, um, I hear this loud bang in the hallway. And I, like, flinch. And I flinch away from what I feel is this presence right next to me on my right-hand side. I flinch away from it. And my back is to the hallway. And I turn towards the hallway. And as I'm turning to the hallway and flinching from away from my right-hand side, I get a great view of my right-hand side as I spin around to look at the door towards my hallway, and I don't see anybody there. There's nothing there. And I, and, cause I thought maybe it was like Emma, you know, cause like just coming up behind me, my wife, Emma coming up behind me and just being like, you know, like, honey, come to bed. Like I thought that was actually a possibility, but it still freaked me out. Like even those things would have freaked me out. But when I turn and she's not there, and I, and, I, and I register this loud fucking bang I just heard. So I go and I open the door and Bailey, my dog, is spinning in circles right next to the master bedroom door. Like just like incessantly, like she can't stop. She is just spinning in circles. And I'm just like, not chasing her tail. She's like fucking panicking. And I'm like, oh shit. Like she heard this bang too. Like this, like I didn't just, make up the bang the bang was real I, I i may have thought i saw something but the bang was real my dog is responding to this bang the bang's always real and that's it i attribute it in the end uh i rationalize it as um i was on 40 hours of no sleep so i made up something there that wasn't there and i freaked out over nothing literally and the bang was probably i was in an apartment complex at the time in san francisco and even though it was like four in the morning uh the bang was more than likely somebody probably just banging something in another apartment at four in the morning and it freaked me and my dog out and that was it and i yeah. totally thought it was a ghost because like i actually have like this visual of a white gray face like a profile of a white gray face right in my peripheral. Like I actually have this hallucination, I guess, because I was on zero sleep over 40 hours. I really think I had a, like this hallucination of this weird white gray face. That's it. Ballard, it's right up against me. Don't sell yourself short. I think it's confirmed. Confirmed for ghost. It's confirmed. Yeah, not sleep depravity or, you know, uh, uh, sharing a building with other people. It was fucking ghost for sure. Confirmed. Ghost. Love it. Love it. All right. So that was my story. Felt, go ahead with your final story from your stories. Well, <laughs> uh, kind of a, a theme of my stories is that they have to be visible. Auditory hallucinations or auditory ghosts um, 
never really were enough for me because houses creak. I understand that shit. I've lived in apartments yeah. most of my life too, and it's like you hear a bang, you just assume that it's the the people next door, probably the 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 couples, you know, the man's throwing his wife against the wall angrily as she That's screams, more, "Help! Yeah. Help! Call the police!" And then I I yeah. don't. I just go back to sleep. Um. Don't but get in their business. Don't get in other people's business. None of my business. None maybe, of my business. Maybe she deserved it. Uh, <laughs> she was wearing a short skirt and her boobs were out. What am I, what am I going to do? Call the police and say, I think there's a domestic disturbance happening next door or possibly a ghost? They're not going to believe that. Ghosts aren't real. Um, so my, my chapter, of, my final chapter of Felk's spooky stories to tell while you fuck is the shadow ghost of 4 a.m. So I, I, I was like 10. This happened somewhat before, sometime uh, after. No, 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 no. I was 14. This is well after the ghost lights. I moved on from. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I wake. I, I, I am asleep or I can't sleep. I got tests. I got <laughs> shit on the brain. <laughs> I wake up. I wanted, I wish I knew 14 year old Felk stressed out about can't sleep. You're 14. Yeah, well, uh, I, I went to a very stressful prep school. Uh, it was a very, very. Wait, did you wait? Was it a prep school where like uh, 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 terrorists took it over and you had to fight them off and like you know with other prep school kids and? Is that a movie? I mean, you guys are essentially like toy soldiers, really. I mean, Just toy soldiers. Is yeah. that a movie? The Regis School for Boys, where the country's best families. Hey. Back here. Send the world's worst students. If you're gonna kick me out, kick me out. Let's make four prep schools in four years. You're trying for the Guinness Book of Records? But these boys are in for a real shock. Fuego. You have never seen movie. Toy Soldiers? Great fucking movie. No. Yeah. I've seen Small Soldiers, but that has nothing to do with prep school. Sean nothing Astin to do with it. No. Yeah, Sean like, Astin. Yeah, he's the main character of yeah. Toy Soldiers. He's the no. main kid. Tanked up on the whole time, just like fucking planning shit to kill these oh, terrorists. Yeah. That sounds awful. You, oh, no. Do you, do you realize how many days I wasted just daydreaming about Toy Soldiers in my own like schools? Where Ballard, I was like, oh. Cheers. You and I both. Cheers. I was always like, I'll get in that air duct. I'm going to get in that fucking air duct, and I'm going to fucking take out those terrorists with their AK-47s. Yeah, we had the master plan. Great Master plan? I was always thinking it. And then I always thought, which of these girls am I going to bed afterwards? Oh, of course. (laughs) You had it. You always had to bed one of them. Toy soldiers. Maybe two. It's the Bond influence. Yeah, love it. Love it. So, Phil, go with your ghost story. Yeah, no, I never heard of the movie. I'll look into it. I'll look into it. Um, (laughs) Escalation. I wake up and I, I see uh, just a shadowy man blocking my door. There's only one door out of my room. And he's just standing there. And I saw this image clear as can be. And I, I was terrified. I didn't know where to run. And the the figure walks, moves, takes a step or two back out of the shadow. And again, it's, it's a kind of a light trick where it just disappears. And I have to run th- past it. 
Whoa, whoa, whoa. What was that? <laughs> Are you? No, I just heard something. Okay, good. We're good. God, stop doing spooky things in the spooky stories. Uh, Ballard's all cutting out. Uh, uh, anyway, so I, yeah, I run him. Starred Keith Coogan. <laughs> <laughs> That's he was a ghost. Um, <laughs> so I run to my parents and they calm me down. The spookiest thing of all is tiredness. So Felk, there was a guy in your room. No, no, I, I was half. I was just half asleep and stressed out, and and uh, clearly was uh, just seeing things. As Are you sure it wasn't Lance? Story. What? Are you sure it wasn't Lance? No, Lance, Lance, Lance was uh, very large. Also, um, <laughs> the man wasn't wearing a hat, and I could tell that his socks were off. Oh well, Lance always <laughs> Lance always wears hats, of course. Yes. And, and he always wears his socks on. Never there's off. There's no time. <laughs> there's there's never off. There's no time. Um, I I I actually uh, have a, a friend <laughs> who in college, um, she uh, went to bed at night and woke up in the and had a boyfriend at the time, but. Woke up to a uh, somebody getting in her bed, and um, and she was thought for a second. My understanding was she thought for a second, like, "Oh, it was my, it's my boyfriend," and then immediately went, "It's not my fucking boyfriend," and just got out of bed and sprinted straight down the stairs from the master bedroom, which was a straight shot from the master bedroom door down the stairs to the front door. And as she said, she got to the front door. She turned around to look back to see the guy. And the dude was standing at the top of the stairs and the light was behind him. The, the, the upstairs like hallway light was right directly behind him. So he was all like cast in shadow and he was just like stood there at the top of the stairs and she just fucking turned and ran straight to the neighbors and called the cops and they never found the guy. That was probably uh, a rapist, not a ghost. Yeah. No, no, it was not a ghost at all, but I'm wondering if you had a rapist yourself in your room. <laughs> <laughs> It's possible. Uh, um, that's, see, that's terrifying. That's much more terrifying than a ghost, a fucking person like in your room. You know what's terrifying is yeah. um, is that this just happened again recently in Florida. Uh, this kid, a uh, neighbor of this other woman, broke into her house at night and raped her and held a knife to her throat and and told her at the end after he raped her, he, 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 like, he took the knife away and goes, next time, deadbolt your door. This is a lesson to you. And then went back to his house. So she just called the cops and was like, dude, my fucking neighbor just raped me. And the big went and busted him. But that's what, like, that's Florida. Come to Florida. Not appropriate for Air Halloween spooky stories. Folks, is confirmed. Oh, yeah. Felk, that's a confirmed rapist. You had a confirmed <laughs> rapist ghost. Yeah. It's confirmed. <laughs> Crazy. No, it was a shadow person. Shadow people are a thing, right? Like, I, I'll get into this now because we're pretty much done. Is the fact that that the, yeah, no, shadow people is a fucking phenomenon that when your brain's okay. fatigued or drunk or half asleep or you so wait my hours, my forty hours of not sleeping working straight could have been a shadow person as no, well. You're Absolutely, confirmed. you're confirmed ghost. You're well, confirmed you're confirmed ghost. for ghost, but a scientific explanation would be that yes, it was a shadow person because uh, that is that is a, a common. Uh, hallucination, uh, very glancing when, when people, when brains are f uh, caused by fatigue. You can also uh, force one. I had a conversation with a girl who, you know, I was dating a girl who heavily believed that the house she lived in was haunted, and that she saw a tall man. And also, I was like, 
well, you're, you know, sleeping like two hours a night. Uh, and I, I had to tell her about like what I knew about the shadow people phenomenon, how it works. And she's like, well, you never, how do you know it's real? So I induced one. I actually intentionally stayed up for 24 hours and then did uh, the exact experiment where you in low lighting, uh, stare into a mirror, focusing on one part of your face, uh, like your nose or, or one of your own eyes and let the, and just do that for about 15 minutes to, you know, an hour. And I swear to God, I created a, there was a person right standing behind me. My face also looked deformed and I saw a person behind me. That's all wow. it takes. Just, just be tired and look, I mean, I didn't stay up intentionally to, to do that, but when I had stayed up for, for other reasons and work and stuff that, uh, I knew like, I'm just going to do this right now. And it freaked me out so much that I am never going to do something like that again. I'll never do sensory deprivation either, but, um. Yeah, you can you can force that in your you, you can force yourself to see that shit. Cool. Well, crazy. All right, let's get into Noli's last story. Noli, go ahead, read your book and your uh, chapter. Yes. Speaking of ghost rapists. Oh yeah. Uh, I have one more story from Noli's more spooky stories to show your boners, and it's from the chapter three, a ghost like Swayze. I'm now in college, and I don't know if you guys know, but I'm a huge potterist. <laughs> Do you know what that is? Yeah, pot yeah, head. you like to make pots and stuff, pottery and stuff. Yeah, not pothead, Felk. Yeah, like Ballard said, I like to make pottery. Oh. Yeah, Felk, God, you should be more cultured. Yeah, you're right. Exactly. I spend my nights... You know, I, I hear that a lot of uh, people who make pottery uh, like the Righteous Brothers. Totally, totally, totally. Unchained Melody, is that, is that a song? It's one of their great songs, absolutely. Yeah, great for sure. Song. I mean, they have countless great songs, but that's totally, one of them. totally. So I spent in college. I spent many nights with a foot on the pedal, my hands around a phallic piece of clay, just shaping it, <laughs> molding it. What are you doing? I couldn't sleep. Lawyer, I must have passed out. What time is it? And one time, I kid you fucking not, I felt a presence. I felt hands encompass my hands. They came over the top and they were like molding with me. I was like, oh, wow. Well, this is kind of cool. This is kind of nice. Noli. Noli. Ditto. 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 Exactly. You know, everyone Ditto. gets it wrong. He's not a ghost in that scene. He's still alive. What are you talking about, Felk? What, are you, what the fuck are you talking? Fuck, what are you about? talking about? I don't know. I I, I must be seeing shadow people. <laughs> shadow people. So, yeah. All of a sudden, I feel this breath on my neck and lips just touch my neck. I look over. It's a ghost that looks exactly like Patrick Swayze. It's weird. He's not a ghost in that scene. Oh my god. Just consent. He died of pancreatic cancer, didn't he? Just not that long ago. So he's a ghost now. Uh, yeah, I don't. This was this was I, was I was in college, and I I don't think it was consensual. I think he raped me, and you know it was passionate. Uh, I had a good time, but I, I don't think I said yes. I think I said no. A shocking percentage <laughs> of women genuinely believe they have been raped by a ghost at some point in their life. It's a full it, no. It's a full percent. It's like one point two percent of American women believe that at some point a supernatural uh, rape. Wait, occurred. wait. 1.2 percent something like that yeah i could only dream that a ghost would come during the middle of the night and rape me i would love that sounds hot 
Ditto. It, it might happen tonight, actually, since I requested it. Um, but yeah, that's my ghost story. A ghost like Swayze. I think I think Patrick Swayze's ghost raped me. Really while hot. I was, really while sexy. I was doing pottery. That's really sexy. While the Righteous Brothers played. Did you... I, now, I can't... On, I can only imagine Patrick Swayze's ghost, like, shirtless wearing jeans, but were you wearing, Ripped. like, I'm hoping, white button-down shirt only cut off? Yes, I didn't, or, get, or, I didn't want to get too sleeveless? descriptive in my story, but yes, I was wearing just my underwear and a white long sleeve collared shirt, slightly oh. unbuttoned at the top. Did uh did uh the ghost of Swayze uh, pull your white panties down at any point, expose your butt cheeks, and grab them tightly? I think so. Very fond of this. You know, it's, I kind of blacked out, so I don't really remember. Yeah. But it's confirmed. I saw a ghost. It's confirmed. Con- oh yeah, confirmed. Ditto. It's confirmed. This this conversation's too hot. I gotta take my pants off. Oh oh oh! Folks, take his pants off. Oh no. Felk, what are you uh, doing? I'm taking off my pants. This, this conversation, I can't handle it. Okay, good. This is um, a pants-free conversation. You know, I um, I jacked off to that scene uh, many a times from Ghost. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, just that my, little... My, my description of my real-life story? No, Ghost. The scene in Ghost, the pottery scene in Ghost? I don't yeah, know what you're talking one. about. Oh, I've never seen that movie. I haven't. No, I haven't either, honestly. Except I, I have fully, a lot. I can't believe you jacked off to my, my story and you're trying to pull it off on some imaginary movie that came out with Demi Moore and Patrick Swayze. Ditto. 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 Felk's pants are gone. Yeah, they're Felk's off. Felk's pants have been fully removed, and you know what? Felk... You know what? Then my pants are coming off, too. It's 100 fucking degrees in here. <laughs> that's it. We're all... That's it. We're all pantless well, tonight. It's getting spooky in here for Talking Bodies, I think, guys. But before we get into Talking Bodies, we have one, 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 one more story. And that final story... Will be Ballard's more spooky stories to tell in your dong. In it. And that will be chapter four. No, thank you, hotel. This is not much of a story as much of an experience. Um, For one week while I worked for an MMA uh, promoter, I uh, I got to stay in downtown Los Angeles at a hotel called The Biltmore. The Biltmore Hotel had a lot of great famous movies uh, have been filmed there. Uh, the Dark Knight Rises was filmed there as Bruce's home. Uh, Ghostbusters was filmed there for their uh, haunted ballroom. Anyways, the Biltmore Hotel is very well known to be haunted. The Black Dahlia, her ghost um, actually shows up in their uh, lobby bar on a regular basis because originally the, the, the Biltmore Hotel is the last place she was seen alive. Um, and uh, before after that, she was just found dead. And uh, if you, I won't describe her grisly murder, but if you want to go check it out, there are photos if you, you online for you to go see what the Black Dahlia, what she looked like all cut up. There are uh, ghosts apparently all up and down. There, in fact, the entire second floor is locked down. No one is allowed access to the second floor because it's apparently the most haunted floor. Uh, the elevator actually won't allow you to drop off at the second floor without a special key. If you try to go down by stairwell, it is actually like a locked door. Like it's a door that's like shut, like it will never be opened type of door. It's fucking weird. Anyways, so we got a week there. 
before we realize any of us realize these uh, crew of editors, these all these fighters, all this camera crew, and all these uh, public relations type people and fighter relations people, and everybody that's involved with this uh, MMA organization, they all encounter something like within the first night. We all get there about Tuesday, and some and like two fighters uh, had immediate encounters by Wednesday morning. Uh, one fighter said he felt like a feather was brushing his chest. He kept waking up and looking at it and then and, and seeing nothing there and then close his eyes and then feel a brush against his chest, Wake up, look up, see nothing there. And then all of a sudden, eventually the third brush was a push down and he couldn't get up. And then all of a sudden, once he finally was like, got released, the pressure released off of him, he grabbed his fucking shoes and he just bolted down and went straight to brunch at the, uh, uh, the, 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 the restaurant at the hotel. This is probably more like seven in the morning or six in the morning. Another fighter said um, that uh, he uh, was actually uh, woke up in the middle of the night and felt someone pushing down on him and he couldn't get out of his bed. And uh, he, once, he, once he could get out of his bed, he went downstairs and asked for a room change. Um, we also had a editor go up to the ENG, which was on, the, I think, the 12th floor. And we found out later the 12th floor is also supposed to be quite haunted. I think the ninth floor is supposed to be really haunted. There's supposed to be a little girl that wanders the ninth floor. Anyways, so the editor goes to the 12th floor and he talks to the camera crew, the NG crew up there. And the first camera guy into the room said that he was setting up the cameras and the lighting. And he looked into the air vent and he saw a face. And so he like did a double take and looked back real quick and the face was gone. And so he told this to the editor. So the editor, after they, uh, they finished the interviews and all the shadow boxing and posing shots of these fighters for the uh, week, um, or for that day at least for the week, um, he, the editor's last one there is just kind of finishing up his edits. And he says, you know, as he's leaving the ENG room in the hallway, the door across the hall from him, and he's like the only person up there. This is not a place where people have rooms to stay. Um, all of a sudden opens up. And he's like, fuck this shit. And he goes straight to the elevator and he pushes the door and everything. And, it, and then all of a sudden, apparently, like, the door slams shut. And he just, like, can't push the elevator button enough. And the elevator eventually comes. He gets in. He bounces. Uh, another uh, a motion graphic artist actually said that he uh, left his room, um, you know, tidy. And uh, all the doors were, like, you know, all the windows were closed. The shutters were closed and everything. And when he got to his room after working, like, a 16-hour shift, Everything was a mess. He sent me the photo, actually. I remember in the text. Everything was a mess, and his shutters were torn open. So it was as if, like, a reverse maid really went in there. Um, I'm walking to my room super late at night, and a door behind me, like, down the hallway, opens up and slams itself, like, 20 times. And it could be someone just slamming the door 20 times. But it's fucking crazy. So I'm, like, getting into my room, and I'm kind of like, what the fuck? This is fucking crazy. Whatever the fuck. Now, do you guys have, like, this, like, did you guys go in there knowing this hotel might be haunted? No, nobody knew. So this is like all the first like day, really. This all happened. And so we all start talking about it. And then suddenly we start like like Googling shit, right? It, while we should be editing, we're Googling like, is the Biltmore haunted? And we find all these articles all of a sudden. And it turns out like there's actually like a, a, a haunting convention of people that go to the Biltmore and they have haunting conventions for ghosts and whatnot. Anyways... Turns out the Biltmore is super haunted. So we find out all this shit about the Biltmore, about like, you know, which floors apparently these ghosts are on. So that night, I'm like, let's go talk to the staff. So we, we see a bellboy and I ask him if um, he's ever seen ghosts. 
before or seen anything around the Biltmore? And he says, no, he's never seen anything around the Biltmore. Um, and I was like, okay, whatever, you know, and we, and we moved on. And then we went to a maid and we saw a maid. And we asked her if she ever saw anything in Biltmore. She said, no, we never saw anything in Biltmore. And we're like, see nothing in the, ever in the Biltmore. And she's like, no. You know, I tell the maid, I'm like, last night I had actually a door behind me in the hallway open up at like three in the morning and slam like fucking like 20 odd times. And she's just like, oh, well, I can't stand the bride. And all of a sudden, she her story changes from, no, I've never seen anything here to I can't stand the bride. And we're like, what? What's the bride? And she goes, oh, she cries all the time. And we're like, what are you talking about? She goes, oh, whenever whenever we're, we're doing like, you know, our shift, sometimes the floor starts to cry and uh, and it uh, gets like wet in that area. And we're like, what the fuck? And I'm actually with this uh, uh, with Jack, who's uh, commented before. Um on the uh, podcast. Um, and we're just like, holy shit. Like, this is fucking crazy. Like, like, like she's now saying like this, there's this actual ghost that she doesn't even like cause it freaks her out. So whatever. Uh, we eventually go and we talk to a random, um, um, engineer, like someone, you know, hotel engineer guy, uh, we see working on, cause we're going up and down floors, like looking for ghosts on floors. And, um, we go up to the engineer and we ask him the same thing. You ever seen anything? He's like, no, never, never seen anything. And then I'm like, oh, well, last night the door closed, you know, 20 odd times uh, behind me at like three in the morning. And the guy was like, oh, well, you know, sometimes we go to rooms and we're like called in to go fix something in the room. And we go up to the door and we hear people having conversations in there. And we'll knock on the door forever and we'll keep hearing conversations in there. And we'll knock forever. And eventually we just let ourselves in. And when we go in the room, there's nobody ever in the room. And we're like, what the fuck? Are you serious? So what, maybe they're fucking with us. Who knows? But um, eventually, um, the main the main fight promoter, who um, I won't name, has a camera guy that follows him around. And uh, what happens is, is his camera guy is like apparently like super into paranormal shit. And um, he goes up to like the twelfth floor and walks around and is just snapping off photos. And he snaps his photo, and in the blackness, you see these little white eyes and this little white smile. We're like, what? You see a fucking smile and just total blackness? Like, you got to send us this photo. So he sends us the photo. We color correct the photo. And it reveals a face, a fucking face, a whole fucking face. And so what we realized that the fear of it was that... um. That it was either this, it was either like a ghost, quote unquote, or it was just some creepy guy that was hanging out up in the fucking 12th floor where he shouldn't be. And, you know, it was like a wall person, like the people under the stairs or something. So that was just creepy in general. Um, the Biltmore was freaky the whole fucking time. The entire time I was there, I felt uneased. I remember one time I turned a corner, my phone dropped from 66% to 6%. I had someone else look at that and I was like, dude, you saw that, right? It went from 66 to 6. And they were like, yeah, I saw that. And then as soon as I ran away from that corner, it went from back from 6% to 66%. It was fucking crazy. There was weird shit. Uh, definitely, I did. I I will. I have stated I will never stay in the Biltmore Hotel in downtown LA ever again. It really did freak me out. Um, it freaks me out to even think about it, uh, and I don't recommend it. Uh, but Felk, you should absolutely stay at the Cecil. One of the ideas I had uh, was that for the, uh, if we were going to do like a special spooky episode, I, I was considering staying at the Cecil Hotel in downtown LA because I've been obsessed with that, that hotel for that forever. one's haunted too. 
Oh, that one's not just haunted. It's forty-seven murders have happened at the hotel. The That's, Cecil. Yeah, it's not called Stay on Stay at Maine. That's where the Elisa Lamb thing happened, where the the chick was crazy, went disappeared for like two weeks, and they found her body in the cistern the, the, on the roof. People oh, yeah, drinking yeah, the water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, like two two serial killers of state was were active. Lots of there. um, what was his name? That serial killer. He stayed there too, and he took his clothes off all the time, dumped them in the dumpster, and nobody gave a fuck, and he'd walk around the whole place naked. Yeah. Oh, dude, what's his name? Oh, he's the fucking serial killer. It's currently closed. You can't stay there. Uh, Ramirez. Some Ed, uh, R. Ramirez. What? Yeah, say his name? Richard Ramirez? Yeah, I think that was it. Yeah, Richard Ramirez. Yeah, Richard Ramirez. He he stayed there at the Cecil, and he would he would literally get naked um, before he would uh, like go into his uh, go in there. He would just toss all his bloody clothes like right into the dumpster. Yeah. I think people were just doing a lot of drugs there, and that's why that girl ended up on the roof. No, she 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 was like bipolar and had a bunch of other issues. She definitely wasn't Ooh. a ghost. Spoke. I would love you to stay there and record it for us. Yeah, confirmed. 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 It's confirmed. Well, cool boys. Those were some spooky stories. I'm surely not going to be able to sleep tonight. I am so terrified. Petrified, honestly, with engorging fear thrusting its way through my supple teenage body. In times like these, I need to have my best guy, Lance, cheering me up by holding me with his firm, veiny arm. Ooh, it's veiny. It's so warm and throbby that I always overindulge in our sweet CBAs together. Cool boy antics. His strong, rough hands always tell me that he is here to stay, but at the same time, they warn... Back away, scary monsters. This pubescent fuckboy is all mine tonight. Oh, I'm sorry. I think I was beginning to leak out of my dick hole again from daydreaming about playtime later with my dear delicious Lance. In the meantime, while I wait for Lance to arrive with his brand new Moby, the world's largest dildo, it's three feet tall uh, for us to play dick or treat with. <laughs> Let's get into talking bodies. I love that Dickhole made two appearances tonight. So I wrote that in Nolan's voice. Felk, did you feel like Nolan wrote that? No, I knew it was you. How'd you know it was me? Because you don't, you don't you don't know the character of Lance. You 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 think of him as an accessory, but Nolan knows the backstory. There's more. To, <laughs> there's a lot more to Lance. Yeah, you're right. He's an accessory. <laughs> yeah, I wrote him as an accessory. There's more to Lance than just still this. I'm not walking with this girl. Oh. Talking bodies. Yeah. Talking bodies. Oh, yeah. As always, Talking Bodies has us discussing the spooky world of mega hotties and super babes. And Cool Boy Nation, to enhance your body experience, strap on that hard drive and whip out that keyboard, and let's go Googling for some super spooky bodies, but more importantly, some super spooky dongs. Spooky. So spooky. Um, well, guys, we're going to forego any mega hotties with a body or any well or not well-known super babes, but instead tonight, we're going to jump straight into 
our top three bots from a specific show, movie, franchise, or era. And this week's segment is called Final Girls. And so to keep it tight, because we have so many Final Girls to pick from, we're going to pick for the best. Jamie Lee Curtis, that would be Halloween. Jessica Biel would be the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the new version, the remake. Nev Campbell would be Scream. Jennifer Love Hewitt would be I Know What You Did Last Summer. Allie Larder is Final Destination. Sigourney Weaver is Alien. And Rada Mitchell would be You Pick It, You Name It. What is that? What is, who is Rada Mitchell? She was in Silent, uh, what, Silent Hill or Silent House. Um, she was in, uh, yeah. oh, okay, she's, she's the fucking stepmom. Yeah, she was in like um, some Kevin Bacon yeah. one that just came yeah. out, Pitch the Darkness black. or something. Typical generic woman. That I don't know. How is she, she black? Is that what you films. asked? Pitch black. White. Pitch black. Oh, pitch black. Yeah, pitch black. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you could also throw the uh, 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 Diora Baird onto this list for Texas Chainsaw she, No, she Master. dies. She's not a final girl. Oh, uh, final, final girl. Final girl. So uh, that's a great point, Phil. So final girls, uh, cool boy nation. Final girl simply means these are the women that actually survive the slasher horror film. So these are the women that start off from the beginning, usually and hopefully never have sex the entire time, and they end up surviving the entire horror ordeal and end up usually killing the main slasher villain bad guy. Then you could add uh, Alexandra Daddario uh, to uh, Texas Chainsaw oh, yes, 3D. Well, then you know what? I, my top three would be Alexandra Daddario would be number one. Jessica yeah. Biel would be number two. And I would put, honestly, I, Sigourney Weaver is number three. Get the fuck out of here. Fuck out. Yeah. Right, you guys like his three. Jennifer of Hewitt in I Know She Did Last Summer, that's her prime. She was fucking okay. so hot. I'll put her at three. Oh, yeah, I'll yeah, put yeah. her at three. So that's it. That's an easy one. Her tits engorged my cock like you could never imagine. Yeah. You know, Alexandra Daddario's, though, tits it really engorged my cock. And Jessica Biel's fucking fine-ass body and hot ass really, really yeah. engorged my cock, too. The problem too. with uh, Daddario is she came There's no life, problem. She came in my life so later that I don't get teenage uh, engorged cocks anymore. Oh, that's too bad. It's very, it's very bad. But you know what? I think she's a very attractive woman with a um, great rack. And if you want to put her at number one, I have no problem with that she's, on this list. Yeah, she's clearly number one. And then but Jessica Gen Biel's number two. Jennifer Love Hewitt would probably be number one on my list on the uh, in her prime on this list. Out all these girls in their prime, Jennifer Love Hewitt is number one for you? Alexander Daddario is number one for me. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And then Jessica Biel's my number two. What about you, Phil? Jennifer Who's Love your number two? Gen Jennifer Love Hewitt was acting so hard. She was acting. She wanted to make you believe that she was so scared. What I probably pick Ali Larder over Jessica Biel, but I, I like Ali Larder a lot. Uh, Jessica Biel's very good. Uh, definitely not Sigourney Weaver. Jesus. Ali Larder feels broken to me. Broken? She's white yeah, trash. Yeah, like something broke. Mm. She's white trash. Yeah, kind of trashy. But mm. I, I, I like Ali. I'll put her number three, but I think Jessica Biel is. Probably no, Jessica. Let's put Jessica Biel. Let's put yeah. Jessica Biel. The, the, list, the list, in some order of fashion, includes Jessica Biel, Jennifer Love Hewitt, and Alexandra Daddario. Daddario. Yeah, but I, I didn't see that movie. Was she the final girl? Yeah. Yeah, she was. Okay, then she's in it. She's in. It's it. Horrible. Okay, so let's go into. Love that dog. Love that spooky dog. Love that slashies dog. All right, you heard it, folks. It's Love That Dong. That means it's time to name three celebs and guess who has the biggest dick and why. And this episode segment is called Slashies. Slashies. All right, now to the important stuff. These ain't no slashes, folks. These are the pure breeds. Leatherface. Leatherface. Michael Myers. Michael Myers. And Jason Voorhees. Jason 
So I try to pick three guys that were about all the same size. Um, I, I, I realize, you know, you could do Pinhead, you could do Freddy, you could do Chucky. Um, but I feel like uh, Leatherface, Michael Myers, Jason Voorhees, they're all kind of in competition with each other. Yeah, good list. They're all about like 6'3 to 6'5. They're all big yeah. men. Yeah. And gentlemen, I actually found links. Oh, look at that. Oh, Jason Voorhees. Jason is packing some fucking dongage. I'm doing them in order. I haven't gotten that one yet. <laughs> he shaves, too. But if you guys might not notice, nice um, Mike, Michael Myers might be cheating. He has a cock ring. Okay, hold That's on. not a cock <laughs> ring. I haven't gotten to Michael Myers yet. Well, Cool Boy Nation, just real quickly while no one gets to Michael Myers and focus on Michael Myers. Uh, Michael Myers' mask is actually based on a Captain Kirk mask oh. from star trek yeah what's 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 michael myers doing here is he getting sucked off by someone he, he's gonna he get sucked off by a guy wearing a blindfold and he's rocking a cock ring to make his shit look bigger those aren't co cock rings would be a piercing uh i'm trying to remember what those are called no that's called a cock ring yeah cock rings are not piercings folk just like passing out is called passing out and not blacking out um if you guys look uh leatherface it looks like leatherface he's just kind of yanking scary. it yeah what's yeah, happening there well, it looks like he's just really yanking it hard to make it look bigger. But if it's really filling that whole hand up, it looks like a pretty big hand. But I don't know. I gotta say, Jason Voorhees is probably the biggest dick. Is that Leatherface? Which 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 Texas Chainsaw Massacre is that from? Uh, I think that's from the uh, third one, when he whips his dick out and they have a, a consensual sex. This looks like a porno to me. It was. It's called like a. It's called like a like a Texas like anal massacre or yeah. something like that. You know what? Leatherface looks like he's yanking it to stretch it. Michael Myers, you got that cock ring. You're trying to elongate it. But Jason, you just have it hanging out there. And I love it. I think Jason wins, hands down. Doc, what are you thinking? Uh, okay, so of these, wait, that's Jason. Jason's my favorite because <laughs> I like I like, I like like that he has tan lines. And if you look at the tan oh, yeah. lines... The tan lines are above the cock, meaning that is a, a hard speedo. He is packed felt, in there. Did you notice that Jason also has puka shell necklace and double tribal tattoos on both biceps? That the tribal tattoos is what sold me. That's a huge plus. He's got huge, huge thighs. Plus, Phil, is that a is that a huge plus or a huge plus? Phil, is that a huge cock or a huge cock? I'm not responding to your your. Andy wants to know. Our only listener wants to know. <laughs> Andy's, yeah. Andy. Hurt my feelings, Andy. <laughs> Andy, you're going to have to come in and apologize to Felk. <laughs> I'm going to analyze every consonant you make. <laughs> looking for weaknesses. All right. But he says his S is weird or something. Okay. My problem with this, Jason, is he's clearly standing there with a plastic machete. Yeah, you can't do anything with the plastic machete. No. <laughs> plastic machete, real cock. Leatherface doesn't have even his chainsaw, if you notice that. And Mike Myers doesn't have a knife in his hand. So, I mean, like, truly, out of all of them, Jason does still, once again, he has the only weapon. Yeah. And, and yes, I'm talking about his dick. And he knows how to use it. Yeah. yeah. Jason wins. Jason wins. Jason Voorhees wins. Do you guys think Bill Paxton would win if he was alive today? No. No. Well, we know his dick's small. Well, now we know Zick's small. We should still, we should still make sure he's the winner most of the time when we can't come to conclusions. He's also dead. That's kind of yeah. sad. Yeah, once it we showed sad. that picture, it just ruined it. Like we haven't voted on Bill Paxton in a very long time. I know because it, it did ruin it. Because you know it what? Ruined it. 
It's sad. Yeah, it's it is. Sad. Bill Paxton wins, though. Cool boy nation. Please send us any of your scary and or spooky ghost stories, real or fake. Also, let us know if you have any spooky questions about our spooky stories as well. And obviously, Cool Boy Nation, if you have any bodies or dongs you would like to mention and throw in the mix for us to review and alert Cool Boy Nation to, please let us know, as we always love seeing those spooky bodies and those spooky dongs. I was a ghost the whole time. Fuck, wait, you were a ghost the whole time? Yeah. New episodes of The Cool Boys come out every spooky Tuesday. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Cool Boys Podcast and find us on the spookiest website of all, Facebook, as The Cool Boys Podcast. Email us at thecoolboyspodcast at gmail.com. And you can like and subscribe to us on YouTube. And you can find us on YouTube by searching for The Cool Boys Podcast. Be sure to rate and review us on iTunes at The Cool Boys Podcast. And if you like, you can donate to us on Patreon and receive additional episodes of Cool Boys After Dark and a Cool Boy shout-out on our normal episodes that air every Tuesday. You can find The Cool Boys on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash coolboyspodcast. Cool boys. Thank you for listening. Stay cool, Cool Boy Nation. Until next time, it's Spookies from Fright Dong Falk. And that's Spookies from Babadook Ballard. Gay icon. Oh, that's not that's not annoying at all. Or gay. That's the actual noise it makes. Okay. It really is. It's so fucking annoying in the movie too. And that's Spookies from Nightmare on Dong Street, Nolan. Spooky spooky. You are standing American boy. You will be excelled in all things. I pump while I dump. Oh, yeah. So cool. Oh, yeah. So cool. Oh, yeah. So cool. Oh, yeah. This episode of the Cool Boys Podcast was brought to you by... Where's the problem, ma'am? Oh, there's some guy been uh, taking the place out. Well, he went in the back. I have an apartment in the back, and he said he was looking for a guy. And he comes to my door. Yeah. And uh, said he's uh, looking for an apartment. So I'm real, I live alone, and I'm an old lady. Mm-hmm. Where, where is he now, ma'am? I don't have no idea.